Hello, Beers and Careers Faithful. Appreciate the time. Um, different style podcast from us today. Really just trying to share a message. We've got someone in our network um, that works for an organization, uh, Clean Harbors. He's a senior talent acquisition manager over there, and uh, they are doing great work. They're on the front lines I'm in a different capacity than our healthcare and um, healthcare workers uh, right now with this pandemic going on of COVID-19. And we just wanted to share what they're doing to help and also get the word out that they're looking to hire uh, an immense amount of folks to continue this effort. So without further ado, here is the podcast. And just bear with us because we didn't spend much time on production and making it all fancy. The uh, The uh, goal is really just get this out to the public. So share with folks um, that uh, are either looking for a new role right now or potentially in a tough situation with a layoff based on how the economy is has been trending the last couple of weeks, um, but uh, wanted to help in any way we can, and this is one we thought might be beneficial. So enjoy. Hello, everybody, our faithful beers and careers listeners. Uh, I got a little bit of a different segment um, this week, as obviously the vast majority of us are in quarantine or lockdown, and uh, we wanted to see how we could help and, and share messages of uh, positivity, but also action people can take right now. And uh, through our network, um, we're seeing uh, two things. Uh, obviously, essential businesses um, are understaffed and, and potentially need help. And, and as well as uh, the companies that are not essential are starting to, um, we've noticed a trend that they're starting to uh, figure out ways to hire through this um, pandemic as, you know, we're really just not sure we're going to come out from under it. And today, um, We've got Tim Therrien with us, who I think his technical title is probably Talent Acquisition Manager. Uh, to me, he's friends, uh, avid golfer and buddy, um, but also uh, someone who has a great story to share about what's going on at uh, Clean Harbors. Um, so, Tim, welcome to uh, this unique segment of Beers and Careers. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to happy to be able to share a little bit about what we're doing in these uh these unprecedented times. It is. It is absolutely a strange time. And can you just start, Tim, by sharing what Clean Harbors does as a general overview? Sure, sure. So we're we're a big company that a lot of folks haven't heard of. We are North America's largest environmental energy and industrial services firm. So we've got about fifteen thousand employees across North America. Um, we own and operate about 70% of North America's hazardous waste transport or hazardous waste disposal sites. Um, very specialized fleet of equipment, and you know, in a in a time like this, when there's an infectious response, part of our business is uh, an emergency response field service business, and we have the ability to mobilize um, hundreds or thousands of workers to to respond in an event like this. Uh, some other stuff we do, you probably don't think twice about your motor oil when you get an oil change, but nine times out of 10, we pick up that used motor oil and we recycle it and re-refine it into a uh, brand new engine oil, which we then sell back to folks. So some other cool stuff we're doing beyond just the treatment and disposal of hazardous materials. We also do a lot to keep this planet green. Mm, pretty essential uh, business for the world, regardless of the times we're in. Yeah, with our different lines of business, I think technically we fall under the uh, hazardous materials essential business, but 
We also play in the transportation and logistics fleet. We're the 19th largest private fleet of vehicles. We also probably fall under the hygiene product and services essential business. And we even do uh, own and operate a few hazardous or uh, a few wastewater treatment facilities. So pick your, mm. pick your essential business. Odds are we fall under one of those categories. Yeah. And well, I, I think normally Tim on, um, on this, you know, podcast, we generally don't really have agendas. Our agenda is really just to share um, the trials and tribulations and wins and losses that folks have had along their career to help inspire or um, potentially, um, you know, change the way folks look at certain situations in their own uh, career pathing. But today, I think our goal is really to share what's going on at Clear Har- Clean Harbors. We wanted to use our platform um, that we've got here. We're, we're fortunate to have to help, right? And I think right now, anything you can do to help is uh, is the right thing to do. So um, you and I were talking earlier in the week, and you were saying you have a number of roles that you're looking to fill right now that specifically um, people with the uh, skills that may have been caught up in the layoffs, specifically the restaurant and service industry, I believe, uh, can utilize. So do you mind sharing a little bit more about that and getting that PSA out, if you will? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I just want to kind of take a moment to to comment on the amazing stories we're seeing about healthcare workers, you know, on the front line. Uh, both of my sisters work in, in hospitals and a brother-in-law who's a firefighter, EMT paramedic. And um, I got to thank all the, the grocery workers kind of locally helping keep my family fed while we're at home. I have two young children who are very hungry. And, you know, I think these are, there are, are people who kind of have a sense of calling that when there is disaster, there are it's human nature to to fight or flight, right? And there are people who kind of run from, and uh, I'm I'm here at home running from it. But most of our employees are running, you know, towards the problem. Um, you know, I think about our nation's heroes. They're typically, you know, our veterans are overseas. They're they're going to places where, you know, folks don't normally normally go. And that's sort of what our business model is. Um, you know, the pe- people are evacuating buildings because. Um, the spread of, of coronavirus and COVID-19. And, you know, when there's a, when a mess like that, an infectious disease needs, needs to be contained and decontaminated, we're, we're a company that, that people turn to. Um, you know, we, emergency response is what we do. Um, usually it's a dirty job. Um, like if you think about a time when you've watched the evening news and there's been a, a rush hour accident and a fuel truck has a punctured hull and you know, there's no fire, but there's material, hazardous material leaking into waterways and into the ground soil. Or uh, Those are, when you watch the news, they typically talk about the accident, and you don't see a company like ours kind of containing that spill. We do a lot of that work behind the scenes, um, helping to, to get to, to contain spills, whether they're a, a hazardous chemical or whether they're an infectious disease. And right now, we're responding uh, across the country and at this at this time we're hiring more than 300 what we call environmental technicians or decontamination technicians in over 50 locations um we have uh, 450 branches across the country uh, many of which have our uh, field services line of business being dispatched from those branches so we are hiring in many markets and you know if the experts say that this the uh, coronavirus event continues for another three months or so we'll we'll certainly be busy decontaminating all those 
locations where the virus has kind of been been tested. And this isn't our our first rodeo. I mean, we were in 2015 when the avian bird flu outbreak happened. Um, we we were out there decontaminating um, large scale farms right down to the building studs. Um, if you go back to you know 2001, we were we were in New York and when anthrax contagion was being spread, we were decontaminating those post offices and um, we, we, we were out there. So when, uh, when these things happen, we respond and uh, we are one of those businesses that is, that is, that is certainly, certainly hiring. And today more than 300 positions across 50 different locations across the country. Tim, the, well, first, thanks for sharing that. And uh, pretty cool. Um, not only business from like the nerd sense of it all, but also just cool. Uh, I mean, thankful that we have organizations like clean harbors out there keeping us safe. Cause I feel like, you know, for someone like me, I kind of forgot all about that anthrax issue back in the day. And, uh, and you know, and I think unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of the stuff you guys probably do goes unnoticed. So uh, kudos on that front. Do you, do you mind um, maybe just in case, um, someone's listening to this podcast or this, this briefing really, and has a um, loved one, a friend, uh, someone that has been um, kind of been put out of work or someone that maybe is using this time to reevaluate their current career pathing. Um, can you maybe share uh, who is a good fit for the roles that you're looking for, potentially what type of skills are needed and, uh, and go from there? Sure. Sure. I kind of run through, uh, you know, what, well, maybe we'll talk about sort of the, the the duties of what these folks will do out in the field, and we'll talk about kind of who, who's a fit for that role. So when we think about these environmental techs, they are primarily responsible for, we'll say, generally performing tasks associated with hazardous waste cleanup. It could be site remediation, equipment decontamination, and just kind of the general handling of um, of hazardous materials. Um, it's it's our that's our data. How hazardous? How how hazardous are we talking here? Because I know there's a you know from my brief time in the uh, in in working with manufacturers, there's a there's quite an array of what hazardous means, right? Right, right. So that's a good that's a good question. You know, in the eyes of the EPA, a hazardous material could be something that you have in your home, like Clorox bleach, right? Or it could be right. something that is an incredibly dangerous byproduct of an industrial manufacturing process. You're kind of caustic chemicals, your your high potency acids and bases and those sorts of things, those are the sort of hazardous materials that we deal with on a daily basis. And then we also deal mm. with um, these infectious disease control, uh, medical waste, you know, those are things that um, they do different kind of damage, right? If you get an acid on your skin, it may burn you. If you get pricked with a dirty needle, that could change your life forever. And, you know, our mm. workforce is trained to, to respond in those events. And, um, uh, we, we do that training in-house, so we have a great training organization, uh, somebody who's interested in doing that kind of work. Um, you don't have to necessarily have a ton of that experience coming in, but you have to be comfortable working working in that environment. So the it could range from the you know basic chemicals you see at home to some of the chemicals you only run into in, in really kind of confined industrial spaces. Hmm. Thanks for doing that, man. I, just, I feel like sometimes people think hazardous and um i don't know seen a lot of movies 
I tend to be, I, I tend to think the worst. So. Well, I, th- I think that's how um, Ninja Turtles were made, right? Didn't they? Uh, right. They, exactly. They material. Exactly. And I just, I just feel like, I just feel like um, we, you know, the more Davis has a big sector in the manufacturing space and a lot of the, our folks are exposed to what could be deemed hazardous or could be deemed very dangerous work environments. And, and um, it's pretty impressive uh, how low, and I'm obviously knocking on wood, are uh, we, we we rarely really run into issues because the folks that do this type of work um, are aware of the danger and wear the right uh, PPE or protective uh, personal protective equipment to afford it. So I just I, you know I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I want you to be able to dive into who's a good fit for your role and a little bit more about it to get spread the word. But um, thanks. Sure. Sa- you know safety is our our number one priority. We have a philosophy here that you live at three six five. You don't just focus on safety when you're at work you know it's going to be part of your your core you have to live it at home in your personal life in your family life and and bring it to work and you know we know that the the material we deal with and the work we do is incredibly dangerous and we we know that safety is paramount for us and we always ensure that our teams are equipped with the proper ppes and you know those may change on a on an event to an event basis and you know if you think about what our crews might be utilizing for a coronavirus response. It's a full, it's full, full Tyvek suit, um, respirators. You've got your, your skin, face, hand and foot protection. So from, from top to bottom, you're, you're covered. Now there's always mm. sort of the, the material that you're using, right. To do the decontamination. And if there are rags involved or other material that's been contaminated, the only way to clean it may be to remove it, um, safely and that that's what our our crews our crews do so safety is a top priority you know for for our our organization and our response teams go through rigorous training completing four hour 40 hour training courses on your hazwopper your your hazardous waste operation certification pathogens and confined space entry and that those are a lot of the regulatory requirements we have to deal with but most importantly we want to make sure our current employees are safe and, and prospective employees kind of understand that um, the work we do we do is safe. Safety has to be be top of mind. So anybody who's worked in an environment where where safety has been top of mind, um, we deal with a lot of you know, government regulations with the work that we do. Um, the reason that we have certain processes and procedures in place is because the government or the regulatory bodies sort of mandate it. So the ability to follow detailed directions in our environment is critical from a regulatory and compliance standpoint, but also from a, a safety standpoint. Um, mm. The work that we do, you've, you've got to be comfortable working with dangerous goods. Um, you know, mixing one chemical into a drum of a different solution, and you think it's the same, could cause an explosion. Um, and that, that's just right. the reality of the work that we do, but understanding, you know, those chemistries and, and how, to, how to do that work safely and and properly segregate those those materials is is critical and then just sort of the day-to-day the work it i mean it's it's physically demanding our crews are out there today working very long shifts um some branches are are pretty much operating 24 by 7 uh, at this point with different crews so you know they they work long shifts we we work from heights so your ladders we we do confined space work uh, if we're doing tank cleanouts. Uh, we typically work in environments where there might be elevated noise. The equipment we use could uh, 
you know, could, could uh, reach certain decibel levels and making sure you have proper PPE. Um, you know, our, our folks work on call and that's, that's a big, that's a big piece of kind of being able to do this work long-term is, you know, it's six o'clock at night, you've finished a 10 hour shift during the day, got up early, come home, sitting down to eat dinner with your family and a response call comes in, you know, you might have an hour to get to that job site that disrupts dinner time and, and building your personal life around that sort of work, uh, isn't for everybody, but for those who, who do make a career out of this industry, um, I think they find it very rewarding. And in times like this, there's a certain badge of honor that all of our employees wear going out in the field and, and doing this work and knowing that you are a very, very active part of the solution, I, I just think gives us an overwhelming sense of pride. Mm. Yeah, well, do you want to spend, um, as we're kind of getting towards the end here, do you want to spend some time just talking about uh, who does find this type of uh, work uh, rewarding and, and, you know, to pique folks' interest or, again, as folks can share with their um, friends and family members? Sure. I think anybody who's who's worked in our armed forces would would be a great a great fit uh, for this type of position. These are labor intensive. Uh, the the respect for procedure, the ability to follow commands. We work in in teams, so looking out for the the people you're working with is is critical in this work environment. Um, I think anybody who's worked um, in the construction space and understands long days, ever changing work environments. Um, you know the the dedication to safety. It's a it's a, a place where we see a lot of a lot of people come into our organization from from an industry standpoint, um, and and we see a lot of people who used to be, you know, call firefighters, right? Who might have had a dream of right. getting into the public sector, and you know those didn't work out for one reason or another, uh, but they have some good training on hazardous materials, um, and even if you don't have experience with hazardous materials, but you've you're comfortable with, you know, labor intensive work. You're okay working out in the field, meaning you work, we work in the rain, the snow or the sunshine. And if you're, if you've worked in that environment before coming here and dealing with our materials is no different. Uh, you don't mm -hmm. go to the same office every day, which is nice. You get to see a lot. So anybody who's worked in an environment where you, your job is outside and the work you do requires you to be safe would be qualified to, to work these types of roles for us and be, and be part of the solution to help stop or contain the spread of the virus at this point. Love it. Love it. And that makes, uh, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. I think, uh, appreciate the work you guys are doing and, uh, especially on the front lines, especially the folks that are living on the front lines. Um, and I, you know, folks like your sisters and uh, and your brother who are dealing with it uh, every single day too from a from a completely different capacity than uh, cleanup and decontamination. So um, anything else you'd want to add, Tim, before um, we close out from your perspective? Yeah, maybe just, uh, you know, if, if somebody interest, is interested in this, this sort of career, uh, we encourage everyone to go to careers.cleanharbors.com. Uh, we keep all of our jobs posted there. Um, again, that is careers.cleanharbors.com, or you can visit cleanharbors.com, learn a little bit more about our our services and the type of work that we do. Um, and then if your interest is reaffirmed, head over to the careers page and apply. And, you know, if you, if you head to our careers section, we have these day in the life videos. So if you really want a detailed look about what this work entails and what, what the work environment looks like, we, we, 
we put a lot of effort into these realistic job previews to make sure you understand the work you're getting into and what we do. So head over to, uh, to cleanharbors.com or careers.cleanharbors.com. That's a place where you can apply. We've got uh, more than 300 jobs posted now. So that, that would be uh, my last comment is, is how to get to us with uh, sending it to our, our career site. Encourage everybody to apply. Love that. Love that. And um, for those uh, who don't understand what could potentially be um, framed as a Boston accent between Kim and I, Clean Harbors is C-L-E-A-N-H-A-R-B-O-R-S, Harbors, like like where your boats come in and out. So um, cleanharbors.com. So Tim, thanks again for uh, carving out some time. Pumped we can share your message and help in any way um, right now. And uh, let's do... Let's do a normal podcast soon. We can maybe talk about how we're how we're managing our work from home lives and uh, and drink a beer uh, so, and maybe uh, talk about matters that are a little less serious. I'm all for it. I appreciate the the time, Mark, and you know your your organization has been a great partner to us, and you know we're we're happy to spread the word, and you know I'd take you up on that uh, that podcast sometime soon. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Tim, and uh, stay safe. Best of luck out there. Thanks, Mark.